Look for you. Probably once you hear the joke, yes. Thanks to the gospel, great for this great humor the person has given to us. As a young man was visiting his brother and sister-in-law for a Thanksgiving dinner. As he arrived at their house, he found his young nephew, Mikey, helping them bake some cupcakes. After they were done, his sister-in-law allowed Mikey to put the icing on. When the boy had finished, he brought them to the table. The cupcakes looked delicious, Mike, his uncle said. Took a bite and said, Mikey, these are so good. As he finished the cupcake and took another. He again complimented his little nephew. The cupcakes look beautiful too, Mikey. His uncle said, how did you get the icing so neat? His nephew replied, it was easy. I just licked them. <laughs> the uncle turned pale, pointed to the plate of cupcakes and said, you licked all of those? And Mikey replied, well, no. After a while, my tongue got tired, so I got the dog to help me. If you get cupcakes tomorrow, <laughs> amen, amen. The first time that the word thanks appears in your King James Bible, and we're going to turn there, it's not the, the text of the message, but I want you to turn to 2 Samuel 22. Second Samuel 22, look at verse 47, it's part of a song that we sing. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock. Exalted be the God, be the God of the rock of my salvation. It is God that avenges me, and that bringeth down the people under me, and that bringeth me forth from mine enemies. Thou also hast lifted me up high above them, that rose up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord. Among the heathen, I will sing praises unto thy name. He is the tower of salvation for his king, and showeth mercy to his anointed, unto David, and to his seed forevermore. Turn to Psalm 100. Put it in my pocket and I didn't hit the button. There. Thank you. Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. All generations. I told Pastor Kenny I was going to read. If I asked him if it was okay. Okay, this is a... A poem I took from Dear Abby, or not a poem, a prayer. It was written by her grandmother, or her mother, and gave to her many years ago. It says, O Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for food and remember the hungry. We thank Thee for health and remember the sick. We thank Thee for friends and remember the friendless. We thank Thee for freedom and remember the enslaved. May these remembrances stir us to service. 
that thy gifts to us may be used for others. We thank thee. Turn to Colossians chapter 1. I'll not tarry long tonight. Colossians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father for our Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you, since the day ye heard of it, and know and knew the grace of God in truth. And as ye learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. And it says, we give thanks to God for your faith. Pastor Kinney's the pastor of this church. I'm Pastor Emeritus. I'm his assistant. We have no problems. He mentioned this, and I told him, people, that doesn't normally work when someone stays. I said, you know, if you need me to, I will leave for six months. And he's going, no, preacher, you stay. I said, I thank you, because I don't know if my wife would leave. She'd probably stay and I'd be gone for six months. Okay, But it was a thing, I thank you for this, in the faith that's known of this church. It says there in verse 4, your faith in Christ Jesus and what? Of the love which ye have to all the saints. And in verse 5, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, where have you heard before in the word of truth of the gospel? Your faith, your love, and basically the hope that we can have, a hope that the world doesn't understand. The origins of the founding of this country and the Thanksgiving holiday were people who were left a place to come to here that they might have freedom to worship and serve God out of the constraints of forced religion. They don't have that around this world. We're losing it today in America because Christians aren't thankful to the one who saved them and to stand fast with him. Do you realize there is over 100 million professing Christians in the United States of America? If they would just agree to give God the glory and stand for what God's Word says, this country could be changed. We had a president who took away, I was reading about today, took away prayer, the National Day of Prayer, made it nothing. And within a couple of years, he had so many thousand Muslims praying on the White House lawn. Now, there's only three types of people in the world, so I'm not picking on any one group. I make fun of Baptists probably as much as anything. You have the Jews, God's chosen people. You have Gentiles, all people of the world who are not Jewish. And then you have the church of God, which is made up of all believers, either Jewish or Gentile. Only three types of people. 
And we need to understand that. And we need to stand with our faith. Look at Colossians chapter 3. Put on, therefore, as, verse 12, Colossians 3, verse 12, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind. That goes a long way to keep you out of trouble. Meekness, long-suffering, goes a long way to keep relationships together. Forbearing one another, and this is what is being commanded of God by inspiration of the Holy Spirit given to the Apostle Paul to give to this church. Forbearing one another, forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel, a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. I had someone this year come up to me and say, Pastor, I forgive you. You don't know what that did for my heart. I wasn't sure what the issue was, but you know what I gained? I gained another brother. There wasn't an issue. Do you understand what happens with that? Somebody, many times people will wait until someone comes to them and said, please forgive me. The biblical mode is that they should meet each other. If thy brother offend thee, go to him. You know, that's a blessing. Amen? Forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have quarreled against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity which is the bond of perfectness. Charity, the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you're called in one body, and be what? True believers, they don't have to be, you know, little Sally Sunshine pretending they're happy when they're not. But they need to be thankful. Because I thank God that I don't get what I deserve. And I thank God that although I am not who I used to be, He's not done working on me, and there's some, something else that I will become because of Him. Amen? Be thankful. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Christians ought to be at least half full people. You know when I say that? Don't pretend you got a full cup and you don't have a full cup, but don't be half empty. We need to be half full. Because the world is half empty. And the world is about me. And the Christian life is about him. And the only half that gets wrong is me. Because my Savior is never wrong. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. Wherefore... Be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And I stop with that. Every few days, Heather and I share a song. Are they always hymns? No. They're Christian songs that speak to her to speak to my heart. Okay? And it's something that helps her and helps me to have a right heart attitude when you're going through something. Okay? Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Hmm? Singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then it says in verse 20, 
giving thanks always for what things? I can't hear you. All things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, you are always good. God, you are always right. God, I don't always understand. But it doesn't change who you are, so my basis must come off of that. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Amen? Amen. Thankful for giving thanks for all things. And you notice that verse doesn't end in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because when you're giving thanks, you know what you can do then? Verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. That goes in talking about wives and the husband, husband and wife relationship after that. That's not the point. Because they didn't come into it until that moment. It was a general statement given to believers and how they to relate to one to another. Okay? Romans chapter 1. I'm just going to hit them quick and go. This is a shotgun message on thanksgiving, on thankfulness, because the way my hunting season is going, I need more than one shot. Yeah. Send AJ. I don't need that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Look at the Apostle Paul talking about the believers in Rome. Verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for who? That your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Is it? He's saying that about the church in Rome and how they reached out. Go to Philippians chapter 3. I mean, Philippians chapter 1, excuse me. Philippians chapter 1. The Apostle Paul says here, and this is, can keep our hearts from having many problems. It says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, making request what? With joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day unto now, being confident of this very thing. And Pastor Kenny gave a testimony about it. He went to this verse. What? That he hath begun a good work and you will perform it on the day of Jesus Christ. Every remembrance of you. I made a note to myself here and I want you to think about how do you choose to remember? Almost every funeral service I've ever done, I ask them, how do you want to remember this person that you're here supposedly paying respects to? You're going to remember every hurtful thing or loving thing. How do you choose to remember? The Apostle Paul He's saying there, every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel under the first day until now, being confident. Paul was on a journey. You know, Paul had an anger problem. I can relate to Paul in so many ways with that. Enough so that he 
broke up with his missionary helper, Barnabas, over John Mark. But at the end of Paul's life, he said what? Bring him to me, for he's needful for the ministry. You know what that tells me? God works. We have to change when we allow God to work. And then you can have a memory of what that can be as a blessing. You can ask my wife and I, some of the hard things that we've had to go through are the best memories that we have. Best memories. I'm just being silly with it now. Do you know that when we got married, we lived on $67 a week? I was going to school. She was working. She got laid off. She was paying for me while I was going to school. Not Bible college. I was going to school to become an electrical technologist. Then possibly transferring into a, a college to become an engineer. And there's things in our life early on when you don't have things. But we ended up with each, having each other and then we had the Lord. And when you have that, you have everything that you need. And the things don't matter. That's what the world needs to see. I've got a nephew and a niece and their children that came to Christ because they did not have peace. They had more than my wife and I. But they did not have peace when they faced a trial. Ended up getting saved at the altar in this church. And now they're serving in a church. Because they have their Savior. They have enough. Amen? Are you thankful for that? How do you choose to remember? One more verse. Philippians chapter 4. You hear it a lot in this church. Philippians 4, verses 6, 7, and 8. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanking God for the things that the world says are bad, because He's using it to grow you and strengthen you. Supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Why didn't God answer my prayer? You quit praying. He'll answer the prayers. And the peace of God which pathes all understanding shall what? Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You bring it before Him thanking. I've had people look at me and I prayed and they say, you're, asking, you're thanking God already. He hasn't answered the prayer. And I says, God's going to answer it. I don't know which way that will be, but He's going to answer that. I'm confident of that because I'm confident in Him. Now me... Not so much. But him, he'll work through it. Some of the best things that happen with me is when I shut my mouth. <laughs> Just ask my grandchildren. <laughs> okay? And so it says here, be careful for nothing. Don't be full of care. Don't be anxious. When you're doing that, you're carrying it. You're carrying it. It's your burden. And Jesus says, no, 
Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. He's saying, you give me your burden, I'll take care of that. You just take the one I'm giving you. Amen? Don't carry the issues that God wants to carry for you. Because he'll do a much better job carrying them than you ever could. And they, they'll weigh us down in ways that we don't realize what we, it can cost us. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, my brethren, what sort of things are true? What sort of things are honest? What sort of things are just? What sort of things are pure? What sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are of a good report? If there be any virtue, there be any praise. Think on these things. See, when you do that, then you can be thankful. Sometimes you need to be thankful for what God protected you from because maybe he was trying to keep you from having something or someone that you can look back and say, oh, thank God that didn't happen in my life. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall what? Walk and not faint. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And all God's people said, amen. Good night and God bless.